In the history of television, it's never been so funny, so dramatic, so totally mind-blowing. Wow, 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 wow. Sunday, television's greatest night is the biggest live event of the year. Watch the best of the best face off. And Emmy goes to... Jimmy Kimmel hosts the Emmys. You don't watch, we're not friends anymore. Live Sunday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ABC. Hello, friend. And thank you for joining us here at the AfterBuzz TV Mr. Robot After Show. We're going to talk about Darlene, Cisco, the teabagger, whose name is Vincent. Elliot, Mr. Robot, Joanna, is Tyrell dead or alive? All of that is and more. It's here. It's next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yeah. Just get in nice and low. My heart is still beating yes. incredibly fast since last night because of this damn song by mm. Daft Punk, which is awesome. And this episode. Yes. It's a good combination, Are you kidding man. me? The last 10 minutes? Best 10 minutes I've seen in... The last hour of the episode. <laughs> I was in my screen like, ah! How about the last season and a half? Yeah, I know, right? This show, this show you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. We are here to talk about Season 2, Episode 10. And there will be two more. Only two more. They extended it a week the, as well. Yes, The but... almost penultimate episode. The pre-penultimate, the penultimate to the penultimate episode. <laughs> Good job. Word of the day. Penultimate, yes. I'm going to be joining you in the chat room, as always. But I'm not alone. Hey, guys. Welcome, I'm Ashley. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Ashley underscore Chapman. I'm so excited to talk about this episode, so let's get into it, yeah. You know, I'm not excited. Not at all. <laughs> He's never excited. I'm elated, ever. are you kidding me? Uh, first off, a quick shout out to all the fans yes. that are on the chat roll. You guys watching us live over on YouTube.com forward slash TV. Welcome, and we have a very special show tonight. We have a special guest that will be calling in in about 15 minutes. If you're fans, if you've seen JFK, or if you've not, you can call him Mr. X. We'll call him Mr. Sutherland. We have Jeremy Holm coming up on the line in the first few minutes. But first, let's talk about the show, what we just saw. Yes. Oh, this so good. Incredible. Um, yeah, this was, I, this is, and I know we probably say this every single week, but this was one, again, of one of my favorite episodes. Just ominous, a lot of great information, but then not enough information, <laughs> more questions, and just, I love the, the cliffhangers at the end that just sort of leave you on your seat. Like, wait, no, this can't be the end. I'm always looking at my clock like, it's, ah, it's five minutes left. What's going to happen? What's, 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 what's going on? You're totally bringing up a perfect point to this, um, just how things... The plot's moving. It's, yeah. We're moving forward. The fir- I think the first few episodes, a lot of people are complaining, and I'm not one of them. I actually love the character-driven the first half of the season where we yeah. were diving deep inside of Elliot's psyche, and, and people are saying, well, these the episodes are so long, and I think we need this. I yeah. think we're going to—the payoff for this is going to be in season three, yep. four, possibly five. You know, this—I think this is the meat and potatoes. Well, yeah, so, and the whole point is the string-along. Like, if we're all happily being strung along, they're doing their job. Because they're revealing enough, we're living in these characters, it's not too plotty, it's not too anything. It's just right, this show. Just right. I yes. actually wish, for me, I like the longer episodes. That's just me. Because last night's was the shortest episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah. But it was tight. But yes. I like, 
I like that from go this show and that includes the USA Network giving them however much they need. Yeah. Like this show feels like an HBO show or a Netflix show in the sense that they had a really good creator and said, "Go create, mm-hmm. do what you. What do you 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 need a '90s Bud Light commercial? Got you. <laughs> <laughs> you need 65 minutes. Yes. I think we can get a sponsor. Right. I think we can get a sponsor that can supplement you, so you don't have to worry about how long you're running." And that's so helpful for a show to see a show like this on basic cable. Yes. Like other than Breaking Bad, like there are a few examples of just like somebody getting such free reign. Yeah. But just, then doing a really good job that at it too. too. You know, you can get free reign, but for you to have it like you guys have been saying, so tight. A lot of people in the chat agreed. They thought this was a great episode. It was well paced, and so for him to be hitting it on the nail so many times, that's just incredible. Thumbs up to uh, Sam Esmail. I can't yes. wait. Let's get it. I, I can't. Let's dive so in. So let's let's do this. Um, Darlene, Cisco, we ended on a cliffhanger last week. Somebody <laughs> was knocking, knocking, knocking on Darlene's door. Knocking on the door. It was Vincent. Cisco and Vincent. Yes. yes. Cisco and Vincent because he found Vincent, and Vincent looked pretty messed up. Yeah. And we already know Darlene's a killer, but Cisco doesn't know this yet. Although he he got hit in the. He got hit with a bat. Like he, it's right. not like well, he, no, he does know that because of yeah. Susan Jacobs, and yeah. now, but um, he doesn't quite know what the went extent down. Yeah. of that she, you know, premeditated it. She tried to Darlene, make it seem like it was... Darlene hasn't told anyone about mm-hmm. Susan Jacobs yet that it's no, I untied her. But I think I think they suspect it. Like I think they're not stupid, and I think no, you know, they have suspicions. But yeah, they don't know for sure. They don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but she's stone cold. She is straight up like. He knows my face. He knows my name. He was involved in too much. I, like, you can see it in her face. Like, it's so cold. It's like, we should just let him die. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I necessarily fully agree with that. Mm. Uh, the way I see it, because I think she's, uh, Cisco said it himself, she's in over her head. Mm-hmm. She's not a leader. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and she even said it in her in the episode how it's ultimately always been about Elliot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she was just trying to fill in while Elliot was away. Yeah. And she got over her head. The, the thing with, I think with Susan Jacobs, that was an isolated incident because of the history. When yeah. she was four, she saw this. The rest of the stuff, she, she, she started going that way, but then Cisco checked her on it. Yeah. And it reminded her who she, who she really is. But I think that's, I think that's kind of what I mean, too, that... Without Cisco, she, her unchecked, she's a stone cold killer. With Cisco, she can at least like, okay, let's try to bring him to a hospital or whatever. Okay, yeah, fair but enough. I, but I think it also has to just do with the fact that you know this is kind of all falling on her plate, and she's had to handle this ideally by herself. You know, for this mm-hmm. entire, for the last couple of pretty much this entire season since before Elliot got out of jail. So I think that she kind of feels responsible. Like I think of the. I think it was maybe the first or second episode where they had the, you know, the party and and she kind of came in and did that yeah. that really you know the rah, powerful rah, speech the rah, about rah like speech. we're not done yet and and we still have a lot to do like I think she's still in that place of like we got to keep moving we have to keep mm-hmm. going and we can't we can't allow there to be any loose ends and and with them knowing that the FBI is so close on their tail I think that every little detail. You know, they have to clear up their tracks. They're they're good at, you know, scrubbing and wiping down everything. So I think that they're now starting to apply that more to real mm-hmm. life with actual people. So I think it's just a part of being caught up in this huge 
you know, controversy mm. and, and them just trying to catch it up. To back, to back it out to the macro of everything, who do we think was beating down Vincent? That was my else. question. That's my biggest and question. Do we and think why they're the same? And do we think they're the same people that killed um, Romero? Romero. Mm-hmm. Do we think they're the same people who killed Romero? They're the same people who shot up the FBI in China. Do we think they're the same people at, Lu- at Lucy's who's, Diner? Who's they? The fact that you're saying yeah. that is that More all connected one to one group, I'm, possibly like the Dark Army? Maybe I'm thinking, but that's what I'm thinking. That if, but it just seems weird because he seemed like such um, like a very unimportant character in some ways no they I mean, it was, it was sorry for interrupting the reason being is because they got they got popped by the was it the feds that popped uh vincent was with two other people after the dc incident and yes. the two people got captured vincent got away and gotcha. the dark army if it is the dark army they're about wiping away you know any loose any yeah. little loose end so but i want to know if it was them what exactly did they do to him yeah, and why did they just... I know that's a weird... Uh, looks, no, no, it looks... They were talking about it was internal bleeding. Yeah. So it looks like they, like... To get internal bleeding like they portrayed on his midsection, he either was in a car accident or they straight up strapped him up and were just, like, torturing him. Mm. Or maybe he just sustained those injuries himself, like if he was in running, a car or accident. Or maybe running away. running away from it. Because I don't think if it was Dark Army, just as vicious and callous as they are, I don't think that they would just, okay, beat him up and then let him go. Like He would be dead. So he would have, if they had him captive, they would have had him captive. They would have, they have beat him. him up and then he would have run away. But how far could he have gotten? I don't know. But I think, I just feel like beating him up, it's just, it's just, it's a lot of work for them. Like they are just about mm. getting rid of it really quick. So yep. killing them straight off the bat. That would have been, I think, their their initial approach. So, but, fan, it, but it could very well be. Well, the if, fans agree. They're, no, they're, I, I agree that the people who killed Romero and then shot up this diner and shot up the FBI are probably all the same people, and then yeah. the people who were beating up Vincent before that probably aren't. Right. Oh. Because the MO, you guys are right. The MO is different. But there's there's something afoot that's literally systematically taking down our society, and I. And we're not even sure if, like, we're not even sure if Elliot is somehow behind it. You know, um, the fans, that's what they're saying. They're just trying to, they believe it's a dark army, and mm-hmm. they're trying to isolate, you know, eliminate all of F society to isolate Elliot. Mm-hmm. But then, but Elliot, if, Elliot's behind yeah, stage Yeah, but if Elliot, if Elliot is behind phase two, I think this is, I think this is part of phase two. And Mr. Robot was like, oh, let's start killing people. And then Elliot's just not ready. For, Elliot's just, not ready to see that part of his plan or that part of his psyche, or that part of him, like who's in there. Yeah, my brain is about to explode. Oh, so many, so many <laughs> but it's good the, theories. But it's the idea that like he's like there's such an evil person inside of him that I think Darlene is egging on, has been egging on for quite some time. Right. That he's created Mr. Robot to be him, so that whenever he needs to get his hands dirty, Mr. Robot can do it. And not only can Mr. Robot do it, but Elliot can literally have no knowledge of it. And can I, oh, can I say something else? That I know we're talking about what's happening. I, I grew to really actually enjoy Cisco this episode most of all. Yeah. You know, mm. for me, Cisco and I, I you know, I, Michael Dreyer, I enjoy his, you know, his acting and everything. But the character itself, I was always thought it was kind of like a fringe guy. Yeah. And but but he was coming to more and more prominence. And last night it was I I was like. 
I love him. I love. Mm. I, I loved what Cisco brought out of Darlene. I, you know, I always was always just on the fence with him. Mm. And then last night, what I saw, and of course, and Esmail's way of doing it. Of course, this has to possibly happen. We don't know what happened to yeah. Cisco, and it's of course the day I fall in love with the character. Yeah, that's mm. probably that's why. That probably <laughs> lets you know right there. What Actually, the tour one on one. Tour 101 in the chat has a great has a great theory, which is Dark Army planted something in Vincent to track him to the hospital, so that they can so that the Dark Army can find Darlene and Cisco. That's a great theory. I mean, they're the Dark that's Army. a great that's a great theory. They or because the APB went out about Cisco, yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't actually care about Cisco till his till his face was, was on the up. news, yeah. and then like, no, now we have to kill him, right? And they're Dark he, Army; they can yeah, track that, that, that too. They're the Dark Army. But, Great theory. Um, do we want to move into Elliot? Yeah. Robot, Joanna. In and out of Elliot, yes. Absolutely. All the things with this. Oh, oh. talk about perfect That's timing. Yes. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> now, I got I to gotta talk about this guy because this he is a dream. To I've been talking just the last couple of days. And usually you see him as a big, bad, heavy. And whenever he enters a scene, you know things are about to hit the fan. But... Honestly, from House of Cards, from the Americans, the judge, and of course, being the Wellick's right-hand man, ladies and gentlemen, After Buzz TV Nation, put your hands together for the one, the only, Jeremy Holm. He's here. (laughs) Man, you're way too kind. (laughs) Son of a car salesman, son of a car salesman. What is up, my friend? Listen, you guys guys look great, and... I'm a bee lover, and your microphones remind me of bees. (laughs) And you guys have all the honey on this show. It's incredible. I love it. Yes, that's our new tagline. After, but Mr. Robot After Buzz, we got all the honey. For an interview, this is usually our job. You're buttering us. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We're so glad, happy to have you on the call. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, what a show last night, huh? (gasps) Yeah. You know, when we're when we're performing it, we never really know. What, you know what we're gonna get, what we're gonna see, yeah. And and the way they edited last night's show versus how it was written, it was just incredible. Oh, interesting. Those guys, Cora Donna, who wrote most of that episode, and Sam, they just they hit it out of the park. I was going away last night. Is it different? Like you said, you just brought up that Cora Donna, he was the writer on the episode this week. Was there was was is there a big a big difference? I'm sure the whole season's been fantastic, but. With having Core step in, is that the first episode he's written? Um, I know he's been involved the whole time, and his primary task is to make sure that all of the hacking sequences are plausible, probable, and that the coding looks right. So he's there, you know, 18 hours a day, every day. He makes sure all the code that you see on the screens looks right. He researches the hacks, and he makes sure that they're that they're actually you know, plausible hacks. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then also he got to, you know, write this episode and, and, you know, he was amazing. The day I shot the scene that you see in Elliot's apartment, mm-hmm. the script supervisor called me and said, Hey, I'm so sorry. I forgot this page of dialogue that you have. And <laughs> in, in the episode, you don't really hear the dialogue because you see that strange camera angle pan out and away. Mm-hmm. But because the writing was so good, it just all like sunk in my my adult brain, you know, pretty easily. It was amazing. Wow, you know, you know, and and I've heard about it. I don't know if I read about that. The fact that you 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 only get to see is, do you get to see everything that's going on on the show, or are you just reading your parts? Well, you know, Sam's pretty clever. So what he does is, 
we the whole the whole season is written all ten well it was ten episodes and the cast gets together and and it, most shows don't do this we read all ten episodes but what Sam does is he puts in some dummy episodes Ooh. and then he rewrites them so even the cast members don't really know oh my always what, you know what's going on you sly little devil so you're watching it with us yeah. basically. Yeah. Have you ever literally? Have you ever literally. spotted a dummy episode, or are they really good? Dumb, or or his dummy episodes really good? Uh, they're so good you can't tell. Uh, and you know, sometimes maybe he just changes his mind, or you know, goes in a different direction. Yeah. But usually, when you see the actual episode, you have the aha moment. Oh, of course. Mm. And he just wants to keep it a secret, and he's really good at it. Well, let's backtrack a little bit as, yeah. as well. You know how you how it came to be. I mean. I, I made that joke about you over on Twitter about the, the guinea pigs on House of Cards and all this. You've always been known to be a, kind of a heavy, you know, but how did you come into into this, into this role of Mr. Southern or Mr. X if you haven't watched JFK? Uh, well, you know, Sam Sam is a, a fan of House of Cards, and so when I auditioned for Mr. Sutherland, he, you know, he he looked at my, my audition tape, which was just one, you know, small scene, and, you know, apparently liked it. And when I shot my first day, he said, don't worry, the part, you know, the part gets bigger. And, you know, for me, it didn't need to get bigger. The pilot was so good. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, it's a blessing to be on such a, a timely and topical show. And the execution is certainly beyond my artistry. And I, you know, I just feel lucky to be on the show. Yeah. Well, you called us at the perfect time because we were actually dissecting. We were starting to get into your scene, your you know, scenes, the scene yeah. with Joanna, Elliot, Mr. Robot, and yourself. So, kind of like walking us through that, you know, mm. that, that that moment. I know you you can't give us really what's going on. Like my first question in a perfect world would be, so what job were you supposed to finish that day? But that's for another time. <laughs> but <laughs> no, absolutely no. But what is talk about like maybe that day of shooting? What did that entail? Well, here's here's a really interesting thing about how they how they shot the show. They cross boarded. So, mm. for instance, if if you're seeing a, a scene in Elliot's house mm-hmm. from episode one and then episode three and five and six, all of those scenes might be shot on the same day. Oh, cool. So, you know, Rami had to really have his game on because he he might have you know, 20 pages of dialogue all to be shot in one day. And the mm-hmm. makeup people have to, you know, change his cuts and his bruises for the different days. And right. the wardrobe people have to have him ready to go. So for me, it was it was actually pretty simple because I just, you know, I, I don't have a huge part in the show. I show up, I do my scene. Um, but working with Stephanie Corneliuson mm-hmm. is such a trip because she speaks five languages yeah. mm-hmm. she's a beautiful woman she's fiercely intelligent and she's hilarious hmm. so you know then you see her like shift into this cold you know uh, indescribable ice goddess uh you know it's it, it was just incredible to watch that happen and you know to be in the stream with her Absolutely. Yeah. Her perfect... I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> you... No, that is great. You covered it. No, 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 absolutely. No, um, now I was going to ask you, now you're talking about, uh, you know, her preparation. What, what was yours? I mean, because we got to know a little bit about Mrs. Sutherland, even though Elliot kind of tuned you out. Um, what did, you know, yeah. how do you get ready for a role like this? 
Well, he, the, the key to, to him in, in my view is, you know, he has to have a, a, a backstory that's plausible that makes sense for what he's doing. And it's pretty, I can't say too much about it. Um, cause I don't want to give anything away, sure, but sure. the economy of acting for him, you really have to think about it because he's like a predator. He has to be very careful. He can't give anything away. He has to be utterly efficient. And, you know, he knows that his biggest nemesis could be Joanna. And yet mm-hmm. he is utterly loyal to her and mm-hmm. would probably take a bullet for her. Wow. Interesting. That's, That's so true. You know, it, and we also, we also, you know, fans, we did ask for them to send some questions as well, you know, for our guests. Definitely. what you wish for. <laughs> but, you know, with what's going on in the scene, like, now we, we should also break down what happened, what, you know, with the meeting and being at Joanna and Tyrell's mm. home yeah. and, and things like that. Steve, take it away. Let me, I mean, what, did we gain anything new there with Elliot and the progression between... Well, we gained, as the audience, we gained the fact that Elliot thinks, and Mr. Robot is telling him that Tyrell is dead. Yeah. Well, you definitely know that, that, that Joanna has something, that she knows some things mm. that, that Elliot does not know. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm not losing my job right now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know, no. you sign all these papers. And you get the feeling that Elliot is wondering what she knows. Mm. So she definitely knows something, but, but she's obviously trying to get, you know, to get her husband back who, who obviously she'll kill for, and obviously he would kill for her. So the question is, when does she get him back and how does she get him back? And, you know, what will Elliot do about it? It's a big, you know, hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll find out. And to be completely honest with you, I'm not so sure I even know. Ah, I love that it. question. You know, I find it funny the way you have to choose your words quite wisely yeah. as, as, you know, talking anything to do with the show. I can see that, hmm. you know, I can. Well, I think I told you earlier, you know, I, I today's my anniversary. So I went out to yes. dinner with my wife tonight and. You know, normally I'd probably have two drinks, but I only had one drink. <laughs> and I, I was telling her, I said, you know, I be careful tonight yeah. about, you know, what I say, because you guys are so seductive. It'd be pretty easy to, yeah, we you know. Yeah, we know how to, we're the, he's the honey. so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we also, so. we had a fan question. We had yes, a, we did. Yeah, let's let's okay. let's open it up to the fans, because I think this is a great opportunity. You have exclusive, you know, uh, one-on-one with... Jeremy home and ask him what it's like to be Mr. Son or whatever you want to ask him because yeah. other projects as well. But what do we have on the chat? Um, do we have any? We have. I had one for you. I had a, the Jeremy? one about the poker face. Art and card. Yeah. Yes, that is the one, and that is from Art and card. Art and card. Yes. This is Jeremy, how hard is it for you not to show emotion in the show? The poker face is serious and certainly hides your character's thoughts. Ah, uh, well, you know the poker face. Hopefully, has something going on underneath it that is muted. And I think that's what I was talking about with the, the economy of acting. Because, you know, I'm a theater guy. Mm. Theater, mm. theater actors, they show it all. And so yeah. when I started doing film and TV, I had to, 
figure out how to mute that. Yeah. And uh, it's like the ice thing. It's like you're acting on ice that's so thin, if you press too hard, you'll fall right through it. Mm. And that's kind of how I think of it. Awesome. There's a quick flip. Um, now, one thing I was going to ask you, and I'm stealing this from Hacking Robot from last night. If you had the opportunity to play any other character on the show, mm-hmm. who would it be? Such a, wasn't that a great question? It's a great question. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, who, who doesn't want to play Mr. Robot? Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> you know, and, and, and Christian's like the perfect actor and the perfect man to like play that role because he, he gets to do everything he gets to be funny yeah he gets to have these dramatic moments he gets to do the violence he gets to do the slapstick what a great challenge for an actor and being on set with him he does it absolutely effortlessly and he's always in a great mood his response to anything a bus could be crashing in you know to the set he'd, be, he'd say oh it's great I believe it. I believe it. Okay. My question would be, um, what was your favorite episode or favorite moment from this season? From this season? Yes. Um, I had two, and they're both very similar moments. I loved the kiss last night on the subway (sighs) and the the hug that followed it because it was so genuine. Mm -hmm. And it actually, you know, it made me well up a little bit because... Mm. You just, you love Elliot and yeah. you want him because you know his, at his heart, he wants, he wants to save humanity. And then my other favorite moment, of course, is when, when Mr. Robot hugs him uh, in the, uh, the throwback episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that whole episode that, I love. That big, deep hug, which was such, dramatically such an interesting way to build it with the, with the throwback episode building the comedic tension and then flipped flipped it over with that hug. It was yeah. It was incredible. Um Sam Silex Sam Silex in chat, does your character want to punch Elliot in the face? (laughs) It's a straightforward question. No, no. I think I think he's very like I think he's intrigued. You know, he taught Sutherland talks about um you know he had a client who used to masturbate in the car on his Mm -hmm. way to to, you know, being the first chair violinist and i think he's just so interested in all these things that elliot can do and you know because of his background which i can't say too much about he kind of understands it a little bit and he talks to people who understand it even more and i think he's he's genuinely enamored with elliot and if you remember in season one he says call us if you ever need anything we're always close by And I think that's still true. I think that if Elliot needed something and he called Sutherland, I think Sutherland would show up. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, I know, you know, you can't give us too much, but I did want to ask you, in a couple of words, could you describe what could we be in store for the rest of this season? Just Without giving too much. Yeah. What's that? gobsmack <laughs> and uh i i think it'd be because when we were when we were listening to the episode right around the table i just remember uh guttural 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 responses around the table and head slaps and 
uh, Jaws literally is, Drop you know, it. a mm. gate in the room. I think, I'm hoping wow. that the fans will feel the same way and just be thirsting are. for season three. So you guys are all pulling a Christian Slater, y'all, because I know he's the one that yells the loudest during the script turn, right? Well, you know, I, there was a little competition for who was yelling loudest. <laughs> really? and, and he was definitely one of the people who, who, was, who was just uh, roaring. But, you know, I was sitting across the table from him and got put pretty loud in the room, I'll just say that. He's Mr. Robot. He cannot be animated, you know? You know, I wanted to ask a lot. I feel like I'm asking so many questions, because I, I love having you here. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about just not the doom and gloom, but just the serious tone of this show. What are, are there some, is there like a lighter moment that you had an experience or, you know, I'm sure, I, I, I know we had some, like a blooper reel last night on the Hacking Robot, but is there like a little personal story where just everyone, maybe Craig Robinson playing his little Casio keyboard, <laughs> something like that, any, any fun moments that you experience behind the scenes? Yeah, well, you know, pretty much every every dance set you, you get one or two of those. But in the in the gag, uh, the blooper reel that they showed last night, um, the last shot is one where I'm rushing toward the camera. It's the only part of it I was in. But they they had the camera at the edge of a staircase going into the basement of this house, and the camera was looking in, you know, to the room at us. And I don't know what happened, but they didn't have the camera braced and this $70,000 camera started to tip down and fall. And we all lunged for it and <laughs> caught the camera, you know, before it ended up in Sutherland. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Sam is always busting people. He's always, uh, really? he's very relaxed on set and he's always, you know, making jokes about how terrible people are. You know, <laughs> well, that everyone's doing it. You know, a great job. Awesome. It's that, the funnest set I've ever been on. Wow. That's so good to hear because you would think, you know, Sam Esme, he's got so much responsibility. Yeah, you know, he he yeah. has. He's wearing every it seems like all yeah. these hats, and he still has time to crack a joke or two yeah. and just be. He's just, just walking around just lightly. Like, yeah, he's yeah. chill. <laughs> yeah, he's like it's like the more pressure that's on him, the more relaxed. He is. It's it's kind of miraculous. I don't know how he does it, but no, he does it. No, I was gonna say. I, no, we hope, and I, I, you're one of my favorite parts of the show. There's so many parts of the show that you oh, are absolutely you. one of my favorite parts. Absolutely, but you know, outside of robot, what else? You know, what else keeps your days busy? I know you've got a lot of projects. I know you have something coming up. I believe you're a film. Um, I believe is it left her? I believe. It's uh, Finding Her. Uh, oh, so it's sorry, about, uh, I play a New York City cop who's, let's just say he's a touch racist. And uh, oh. he's basically probably the ugliest human being I've ever you know, played in my life. And um, it's all about police brutality mm. and um, mm. you know, oh. social inequality and, and the, the inner city problems that, that we're seeing played out every day in the news. Yeah. You have these police officers who get caught in a system where they, you know, where they end up shooting people uh, that don't deserve to be shot. And then you have people, innocent people, who happen to be black, who happen to live in the inner cities of our country, who are being murdered. Mm. And, you know, I have a lot of friends in New York City who are cops. And I have a lot of friends who, you know, who are black. And so the dialogue in this country needs to be we need to talk about it and i i recently asked a friend of mine who's a who's a, uh, an african-american director and i said you know what 
what do I need? To, what, what should my role be in this whole thing? How, you know, can you help me? And he said, no, I can't help you. You, mm. as a white person, need to talk to other white people about it. Mm. And, you know, it's a scary thing to talk about it because it's so emotionally fraught yeah. with, uh, you know, the, the power behind the, the, the history of slavery in our country and the, you know, the, the violence that occurred. And uh, so the film, you know, touches on all of those issues. And I think it's really important that each of us, you know, see our role in that and, and do the right thing and speak up about it. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, definitely I'm looking forward to that. To Absolutely. That. Yeah. You know, and, and most of all, like, Jeremy, I really want to, like, thank you because, mm-hmm. you know, what you did – Fans at home, please follow this man. Yes. I mean, follow yes. this man. Go to his Twitter. Uh, He's blow, super blow his Twitter. Twitter. Blow his Twitter yes. up, please. Now, you know, what, is, what is your Twitter, Jeremy? It's uh, at home Jeremy. Yeah, definitely. So there's a snowboarder named Jeremy Holt, who's also an awesome guy who lives in Utah. Yeah. And he right. got to Twitter before me. Oh. So I'm at home Jeremy. Oh. But you'll always have a home here at AfterBuzz. I mean, if you come uh, out to the uh, West Coast, you like how I uh, you, guys are, you guys are great. Have fun. Right. Enjoy the rest of the season. All yes, right? and happy anniversary yes. to you yes. and your wife. Follow him for that reason alone. Thank you so much for just giving us your time tonight. Happy anniversary. Yes. And come back again, ladies Anytime. and gentlemen. Jeremy Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You guys Thank have you. a great night. You Thank too. you. Thank you so much. Wow. I told you he's like yes. the most awesome guy yeah. ever. How do we follow up with that? It's like I know it's like uh, hard, hard still, act to follow, but we got, still do have a lot. We've got, got a lot, lot to, do. Show to talk about. <laughs> um I feel like we covered the, I just want to point out the Elliot Mr. Robot scene. Yeah. Where Elliot and Mr. Robot were both talking to Joanna. And so they were essentially standing next to each other. Correct. Loved everything about this. Yeah. Cause we, we get a little more context than like kind of sort of the rules of how this can work at least from our perception that they're both the same person sometimes that they're both the same person and they're both capable of just interacting with another person well i thought it was interesting because for a minute it seemed as if mr robot even felt like he had some limitations within that Mm. conversation he seemed like wait, are they looking specifically at me? Can I walk this way? Yeah. You know, he seemed a little bit more on edge as if they could actually see him as a separate person outside of Elliot. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That maybe, maybe I don't know, where they're trying to go with the season, I've, I feel like we've been getting little nuggets of that, where mm. they, they seem like they're starting to really split and become two, not, not just him, you know, two people in Elliot's mind, but like actual two separate individual people. So... Uh, wow. But I just, I love the scene and how even he sort of seemed like he was treading on water a little bit well, with, and with then, Mr. Sutherland and Joanna. But then Joanna gave him that phone. Yeah. Mr. Robot just peaced. Yeah. <laughs> right, especially when they go to Micro Center and the, the phone call. Mm-hmm. I think, do, do we feel like, do we feel like Tyrell's dead and that Mr. Robot did it? I did I an official, unofficial dead. poll on Twitter this past mm-hmm. week. And, and the verdict is... I believe they were. it was more in favor of he being alive. Yeah, I think it'd be more interesting. But here's this is my concern, and it shouldn't be a concern, because every time I've had a concern with the series, uh, Sam Esmail has answered it and uh-huh. superseded what I yep. was thinking. Because, I mean, if, he, if he's dead... I mean, I think it'd be a huge letdown. We've been, you know, we've waited all season for this. Yeah. But if he come, but if he's alive, 
there better be some huge mm. twist yeah. of explaining. Of and course. somehow I don't know where I'm, I, I land on this. It's like some, some days I, I think he's dead. Some day I mostly think he's alive, but it's just that inner battle. And I think I share that. Hopefully I share that with the fans. Yeah, mm. same here. I think that they've been really pulling this out the whole season and trying to make it seem like he could possibly still be alive. And it might still be in connection with phase two. I mean, mm. It's just so many um, possibilities there. But I think, like you guys said, it'd be more interesting if he was still alive. I want to take a break to, from talking about how great this show is to talk about how Emmy-worthy this show is. Mm, yes. Because in the history of television, it's never been so funny, so dramatic, or so good. Think about the shows that are on this season. There's House of Cards, Modern Family, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, um, Blackish, Homeland, Better Call Saul, Veep, Transparent, Silicon Valley, Mr. Robot. I don't, I don't know if yes. I've heard of that one. Is that a, I don't know. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, it's we're really in the golden age of television right now. Yeah. Um, the Americans, Transparent, Master of None. On Sunday, September 18th, television's greatest night is the biggest live event of the year. You can watch the show that celebrates great television, the Emmy Awards. There's no better night to watch the best of face the best of face-off, and see your favorite shows win. Plus, you can see every, what everyone's wearing on the red carpet, who looks as hot as they do in real life, <laughs> as they do on their shows. So be there on one of the funniest, with one of the funniest men's on television, Jimmy Kimmel, as he hosts the Emmy Awards live Sunday, September 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on ABC. I can't wait. I'm so. I, I really. Am, I'm. So I, I'm, I'm at the, no, I want them to win. So if, if Matt Mr. Quayle, Ro- what he's done, the writing, the, Sam Esmail, Robbie's performance. I've asked come this. On. I ask this every time I talk about the Emmys. If if Mr. Robot wins an Emmy, we get an AfterBuzz Emmy, right? That's right. That's the rule. <laughs> That's specifically. That's, rule. That's in the clause. Of the we clause. we share the after award of the award. Angela Elliott kissed. Yes. He brought up a great, um, Jeremy brought up a great moment. And there was so much more gravity in this mm-hmm. because of what Elliot, I mean, Elliot's put his friends in peril. And the person he's put in peril the most, I think, is probably Angela. Mm-hmm. And the care for her, that kiss, is that their last first? And maybe, is, could that be their, could that have been their first kiss and also their last kiss? Oh. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. But just... The weight of that scene mm-hmm. alone, the tension behind it, the it's fact that we had posters behind us that were oh, saying the phase, phase two, two posters were yeah. like a little on the nose for this show. <laughs> but they've been doing that <laughs> but, for the last yeah, two weeks. Yeah, they, they, they have been doing that a while. Which means, if you want to get literal, the literal translation of phase two being behind both of them is that this is all part of phase two. Which would mean the people that came and got Angela aren't the FBI. And that they're some branch of whatever's taken people taken down all the loose ends. That would make sense. That's what I, I that mean, said. That's what she's like, but yeah, because she's going against. Yes, she's going with what F society would want to do, but she's going against what the dark army wants. Yeah, because she's trying to take down the Washington Township plant mm-hmm. that we don't know exactly why, but the Washington Township plant is is dark army's something. Yeah, well, the human the, testing could be. And I'm leaning towards that more and more with given that scene. I, I hate yeah. to, you know, I know we're, yeah. we're pressed for time a little bit, but the scene between um, Colby and um, Price, yes. Philip Price, you know, just the, the incredible, the incredible monologue that he gave there, that yeah. Price, and that he wanted to be in the same level as God, and the fact that he wanted as God, you know, as man in his image. And I'm, and I've been saying it all season: the Colton Mines, the Colton Mines. The Washington Township, all these have a thread together yep. in yeah. the whole master plan of things. And 
God, I was I, I for such a sh- those were what five it was what a couple minutes yeah. at first opening yep. scene. Oh, Just, everything about that, yeah. and I like bringing back Colby, and yeah. then like I love the honest a hole that is Colby. <laughs> Like he's just all he's that business professor that that business professor that teaches like the intermediate level, like after the intro level where it's like, this is business. It's the guy who's like, listen, uh, they're paying me to be here. I'm going to talk to you about some stuff. I don't really care. (laughs) No curriculum. Yeah, there's no curriculum. You show up. You talk. We talk about what's in the Wall Street Journal. We leave. Now, who is the character that they referred to? I believe it was uh, was it Winston? Um, I forgot his name. They they spoke about him in the scene. Actually, I think I have it in my notes. It was Winston Campbell, and it was mm-hmm. someone that was in Obama's ear. Yes, yeah. and I just want I, I, because I, they want it's a bailout, or they want Obama to annex China from the UN so that Congo from annex the, the Congo from the UN so China can pretty much take it over because yeah. the second it happens china will just go Stop in there and in. take them up yeah it some big stuff happened like i love how like they had a, like they do such a good job with characters in this show that like you're t- you're literally talking about china taking over a whole continent while the while e-coins and the like while ec- world economies are failing and all we can talk about is like angela and elliot kissed guys <laughs> They're on a, <laughs> they're on a such, train. What such, happened to Cisco and Darlene? It was what, such but, a great idea. Like, yeah. That's such a good, that we're so worried about these people that there's this like huge, gripping, mm-hmm. worldwide yeah. catastrophe. And we're like, but... But that subway scene, face But two. Dom, though. Yeah, but Dom, yeah, like, right. where is... Oh, Dom, yes. So Dom and the FBI, um, she finds a sketch of Cisco. Or she she gets a sketch of Cisco from the, from the burned house. And... Man, yeah, she she finds, Just, she tracks him down. I love. Uh, did anybody else? Question. Yes, I have a question with Dom. The whole season, she's got a barrier, 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 knocking her head. She's. It, I hate it. Seems, to me, it seems like the FBI is being portrayed as the Keystone Cops, and yeah. Dom is the only voice of reason. And Santiago, I even tweeted about it. I call it uh, Santiago the Saboteur. I mean, <laughs> do we think I is Santiago working with Dark Army? I've I'm I. Send me all the hate mail y'all want, is, but I, it, it just—it seems to uh, me because no matter what, at every turn that Dom is is making some sort of advance, Santiago just puts the kibosh on it, putting yeah. the bolo out for Cisco, um, everything with the dark, with hap, what happened in China so, at the embassy. Because we are short for time, yes. and this feels like a prediction. Okay. We can c- get all of our FBI coverage into predi- into a quick prediction. Yeah. Do it. After Buzz TV prediction. But I will start from the top. Um, Darlene Cisco, alive or dead? Cisco's dead. I think he he uh, he got it. Um, judging by the the gunshots and how brilliantly timed it was, yeah. the crosswalk yeah. down to mm-hmm. one, and then they, he the the, gun, the gunman sprayed everyone in, in in the restaurant. It, I think Cisco's done. Darlene is alive, unless think, they hit a ketchup bottle. I think Darlene's in the hospital. I think Cisco's dead. Yeah. Um, I think Vincent is also going. He's going to die off screen in between episodes. Yeah. Like I think this was all a big. Let's tie up some loose ends. Um, Elliot, is he in charge of these hits, or Mr. Mr. Ro- Robot? I think Mr. Or is Mr. Robot in charge of these hits? And Elliot, who is also Mr. Robot, doesn't quite understand. Or could it be a third manifestation, a third personality? Maybe. Mm. That would. Mm. We don't that have would, the time to get yeah, into that. And, <laughs> and I, I will say this: I could think. I actually see that 
Angela's being shuttled off. I think there could be a tie-in with Dom and Angela, perhaps. Mm -hmm. yeah. And because Dom is the only one that is doing the right things, I believe. And Angela's trying to. Yeah. And I think she may be, there might be a partner in some sort of, like, maybe a witness protection. Because I was looking at the scene. I, mm -hmm. You know, you know, I, I, I yeah, went yeah. frame by frame. I'm kind of a nerd. And they were they were shuttling Angela in next week's episode. Yeah. It's this strange yeah. hallway that had, it looked like there were no faces on the, on the pictures on the wall. Mm. It was like a 1970s home. It felt very, like, she's being shuttled off and maybe some sort of, where she, somewhere she's being protected. So, moving along, do we think Angela is with the FBI or the Dark Army? <laughs> oh my god. Or miscellaneous. Maybe I, Price? I think she's with the FBI. Um anyway, um there were a lot of great theories in the chat I can't get into right now. The FBI stuff. Do we think I'm gonna stick to my prediction? I think Dom after this specifically is gonna turn on the FBI and be like, you know what, F society's actually doing stuff and it's all this big plot. I think she's gonna figure that out because I think Santiago is in on whatever phase two was. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I I don't have a prediction for that. I'm just gonna go ahead and <laughs> stick with my Cisco one and keep it safe and also watch I for think next time. There still might be credence to my time theory. Okay. Not quite the Berenstain theory, but I think I would not be surprised if White Rose was using all the chemicals and all these plants to to literally mess with time. He's been working on it for 20 years right now. That, like, for 20 years, he's literally doing, like, radiology in an attempt to literally jump through universes or through time. The more we meet White Rose, the more that makes m more sense. Hey, where can we find you, Steve Kaufman, for that prediction? If you guys want to send me a picture of a tinfoil hat, you can find me at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. You can see me right here this Sunday night. I'm covering WWE's Backlash. It is the first brand-exclusive pay-per-view of the WWE. It's only SmackDown Superstars. It's a great episode tonight, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Ashley underscore Chapman, and where all the honey is. Come back next week. Ah, all that honey up in here. All honey up in here. And a huge shout out yes. to our guest today, Jeremy Holm. Thank you so much. You can follow him at Holm Jeremy. You can follow me at JC Rubio TV. So get us out of here, Steven. Yeah. Um, Steve, come on. Goodbye, friend. Ah! <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.